And so please come to your comfortable cross-legged seated position, maybe sitting up on some padding. So just generally, if the level of your pelvic crest is higher than the level of your knees, you're going to be more comfortable sitting for a longer period. So we'll be here like five to seven minutes. So make yourself comfortable. Cross your legs at the ankles. And if you'd like, uh, I know I tend to cross my legs one particular way every time I come to my seat. So uh, maybe switch it up. Just bring that opposite ankle on top today. Close your eyes. Rest your palms on your thighs. Notice your breath as you've entered the room this morning. And as you begin to notice your breath, can you observe without changing it too much? Can you take note of the qualities of your breath as you've entered the room this morning? Is your breath slow and quick, deep and shallow? Is your breath smooth or stilted, stinted? And consider how those qualities may be a reflection of the kind of morning you've had, the kind of state of mind, body, and emotion you've entered the room with. And then after noticing the breath, how are you feeling generally on a physical level? Are you feeling heavy? Are you feeling light? Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling energized? Is there anything manifesting itself in your body? Anything calling for your attention? Any discomfort or soreness or pain? And if so, allow those signals from your body to draw your mind into those different areas by beginning to identify these different sensations in our bodies, can we begin to find relief, find healing, surrender. Relax your feet, your ankles, shins and calves, knees and thighs. Settle into your sits bones. Notice whether one side of your seat feels heavier than the other, and if so, just gently shift from side to side until you feel that the weight of your body is more evenly distributed between your left and right sits bones. And now feel those places where your body is touching the earth or the floor beneath you. And allow your body to extend down into that space as if you're growing roots. Setting a connection, creating a foundation for your practice. And then from that connection to the earth, draw energy up through your spine. Lift out of your waistline. Tilt your chin parallel to the floor and ease the sides of your neck back to lengthen through the crown of your head. Keeping your palms on your thighs, pull your shoulders up towards your ears, actively lengthening the sides of your body, the distance from your hips to your armpits. Keep the sides of your body long 
as you now loop your shoulder blades strongly on to the back of your chest, as though you're trying to create a crease behind your heart as your shoulder blades draw together. These actions causing your chest to expand and lift. And now allow your forearms to melt towards the floor, shoulder blades being drawn down the back side of the chest now. And now bring attention to your upper abdomen. Bring a tone to that area by doing this action we commonly refer to as knitting the ribs together. So imagine a soft wool, woolen yarn being strung from side to side and gently pulling the front lower ribs into a central point. And then that point is pulled subtly towards your spine. And these actions together causing your low back to lengthen, causing your tailbone to root even more firmly into the space beneath you. So maintain all of these actions, creating sukhasana or easy pose, and soften your skin. Feel the temperate air of the room across your body, allowing the edges of you to become less clear, to blur as you expand across your skin. And now, again to the breath. Breathe in and out through your nostrils, now beginning to consciously direct the breath. Each inhale, filling the lungs from bottom, middle to top. Each exhale, consciously emptying the lungs from top, middle to bottom. And in this way, gradually, slowly, building the capacity of your lungs not only for fullness as you inhale, but also a new capacity for emptiness. Maybe considering that there's a little more stale air at the bottom of your lungs that might be allowed to escape. And as you cultivate this slow, deep breathing pattern, begin the practice of ujjayi pranayama. To do this, draw in a gentle contraction at the back of your throat. And by doing this, your breath will now have a sound. This is often compared to the sound of ocean waves going along nicely with the sound of rain on the roof. So make sure you can hear yourself breathing here. Bring an even tone to your inhale throughout indicating that you're pulling air into your lungs at an even rate from the bottom of the lungs to the top of your breath. And again, even tone with your exhale. The tendency will be to make a louder sound at the beginning of your exhale as you press air out strongly. Try to regulate the pace at which air empties your lungs so that you continue to exhale right to the bottom of your breath. I was thinking this morning on my way over here that this time of year is um, I really increase my 
list making <laughs> and how much am I engaging in each item on my list and how much am I just getting through my list in order to check things off. So think about the yoga practice as really not trying to get through it, but trying to get into it, trying to be as present as possible here with the breath and with each subsequent posture that we take, each subsequent posture that we move into. We'll breathe through three more rounds of ujjayi pranayama together. Wherever you're at with your breath, exhale, and we'll inhale for the slow count of five together. Beginning one, two, three, four, five. Fill and hold. Feel expansive at the top. And with control, exhale five, four, three, two, and one. Again, inhale one, two, three, four, five, expanding the back body as well as the front. Exhale, five, four, three, two, one. Last biggest breath together. One, two, three, four, five, fill and hold. Exhale together with control. Five, four, three, two, and one. As you're ready, resume your breathing, either choosing to breathe with the ujjayi pranayama technique or releasing the contraction at the back of your throat. Either way, continue to breathe in and out through your nostrils for class. Bring your palms together in front of your heart. As you press your palms lightly in, widen out through your elbows again, broaden across your collarbones. We'll invoke the moving practice by chanting the mantra Om three times. Please chant along if you feel comfortable doing so or just listen to the other voices in the room as we bring our individual voices together. Exhale your breath and inhale for Om. Om. to your heart, release your palms to your thighs, and slowly lift your head as you open your eyes. Okay, we'll come into a wide-legged child's pose. Bring your knees as wide as your mat, big toes touch behind you, and then sit your hips heavily back towards your heels. Keeping your hips weighed back, begin to walk your arms forward. Spread your fingers, spread your palms as you reach as far forward as you can. Continue to send your hips towards your heels. When you can't reach any farther, allow your forehead to fall towards or to the mat. 
Again, find your breath in this shape and allow the shape to uh, tell you where your mind goes. So allow the shape to inform you as to what this posture is doing. And it's not going to be doing the same thing for each of us. It's not going to be doing the same thing it did last time we took this shape. So take note of what you're feeling today in this pose. Where is your mind being called and how can you respond to that command, respond to that calling? Root down through the knuckles of your fingers. Lift your wrists and elbows away from the floor as you draw your outer armpits off of the mat. And then pull your shoulders away from your ears as your heart sinks deeply to the earth. And then inhale to shift forward and we'll make our way to standing. So stand so that um, if you're close to your neighbor, you at least have your arms distance away from them. And then look down at your feet. Make sure your feet are hip-width distance apart, and everybody lift and spread your toes. Try to see the mat between each of your toes, and then set your toes back down without putting too much weight into them. So creating a wide base with your feet. And just as we sat in our initial position, think about pushing down through your feet. And now consciously shift weight towards the back of your feet. Shift weight towards your heel. And feel how that shift causes your legs to engage. Kneecaps lift. Maintain that engagement of the thighs. And then rock some weight back forward into the base of your big toe and into the base of your small toe equally. Equally between the inside and outsides of your feet, equally between the front sides, or equally between the left and right foot. Roll your shoulders back, broaden your collarbones, lift your heart, lengthen your tailbone down as you once again knit those front lower ribs together. Okay, now we're going to upset the center, <laughs> upset our flow a little bit and get our strap. So get your strap. And then hold the strap out in front of you with your hands shoulder width distance apart. Okay. All those same actions in the previous posture. Weights evenly distributed in the feet. Kneecaps lifted. Tailbone lengthening. Reach your knuckles forward to lengthen your arms. And then plug your arms actively into your shoulder sockets. So there's an extension and a contraction simultaneously. Now begin to sweep the strap overhead. Reaching through the knuckles and again, pull the shoulder blades into or down the back body as you plug your arms into the shoulder sockets. Lengthen through the crown of the head, reach through the knuckles, Grow tall from your waistline through your knuckles. And then begin to look up. Tilt your chin to the sky. Okay, notice your breathing here. Inhale, feel your inner body expand. Your chest open and lift. 
And then exhale, start to lean the head back. Start to draw the knuckles back. Biceps coming behind the ears. Okay, breathing. Inhale, inflate the inner body. Exhale and gently lean back as though into a supportive hand. A supportive hand at the back of your head and one as well at the back of your heart. Keeping the back of your neck long and keeping the back of your heart lifted as you open up across the front of your heart, open up across the front of your throat, open up across the front of your rib cage. And then chest forward, arms forward, head comes up last, and begin to uh, spread your hands apart as you exhale, roll your shoulders back, bringing your hands down behind your back. And move with your breath here. Inhale, strap goes up, and exhale, moving it back down, exploring the shoulders. So you can again move with the breath as I've instructed, or if you'd like, start to take a little bit of extra time, a little bit of extra breath in those particularly tight areas in the shoulders. You can bend one elbow and straighten the opposite arm to get an effect in one shoulder, and then do that also on the other side. So just tuning into the shoulders, Maybe experiencing some tightness that was either, maybe, maybe you were expecting it, maybe not. And all the while make, making sure to keep those low ribs knitted together. Tailbone lengthens down, heels root into the floor. Good. And strap back to center and release the strap off to the side. Okay, once again in Tadasana, inhale, sweep your arms overhead and now bring your palms together. Reach through your index fingers and again pull your shoulders away from your ears. Knit your lower ribs in and back. Take hold of your left, right, left wrist with your right hand. And then exhale, upper body leans to the right. So opposite the people across the room from you. So using your right arm to pull your left arm long. Draw your right shoulder slightly forward so that your hips and chest are square to the room in front of you. If you feel pain in the low back here, then maybe come up a little bit so you don't need to break, just bend. Hips to the left, left heel grounds the posture as the upper body releases to the right. Inhale through center, grab hold of the opposite wrist with the opposite hand. Grow tall with an inhale, and exhale, upper body leans to the left. Hips press to the right. And weight grounds the posture in the right heel. Reach through your right fingertips and breathe between each and every rib along your right side. Keeping the tailbone tucked, the low ribs knitted. Inhale back through center. And exhale, fold forward, bending your knees to rest your fingertips on the floor in front of you. Head hangs forward. And now as you um, allow the upper body to release forward, bend your knees to rest your torso on your thighs. So we're coming into a ragdoll pose. Take hold of opposite forearms or opposite biceps here. 
And you can make subtle movements here to really encourage the goal of letting go of the upper body. So head can shake side to side, head can nod, arms can sway from side to side. Whatever subtle actions here are going to encourage the upper body to release, to cascade, to melt towards the floor. So notice here again the distribution of weight in your feet. So the, the toes shouldn't be discolored with pressure into the floor. Here shifting weight more forward in the feet than from standing. And again making sure that the base of your big toe and the base of your little toe are grounding evenly. And always returning to the breath returning to the exploration of each shape. What is happening? Where is it happening? How can you bring your mind and breath more deeply into the experience of this moment? And then fingertips return to the floor. Now head is actively reaching to the earth as you begin that long journey towards straight or straighter legs. As you lift through your outer hips, begin to activate the front sides of your legs, lifting into your kneecaps. As you lengthen along the entire back side of your legs, the back side of your body. So one idea I'll introduce here for today's class is the idea of the inner upper thighs expanding back towards the wall behind you, and then beginning to spread apart. So by starting to create these actions in the upper thighs, you'll feel a broadening along the backside of your pelvis as your hips gradually lift higher. Again, weight forward in the feet, grounding through the big toe, grounding through the base of the pinky toe. And keeping the legs as they are, bring your palms to your shins and Press your arms straight as you extend your chest forward, holding here for some breath. And pulling your shoulder blades once again together at the back of your heart, trying to create a crease there. And then shoulders away from your ears, shoulder blades down towards your hips as your heart opens and expands forward. Cow pose in the upper back, if you're familiar with that pose. And then exhale as you round forward, head releases, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, arms sweep out, up, and overhead as you rise to standing. Exhale, palms together in front of the heart. Let's flow with the breath. Inhale, arms sweep overhead, maybe looking up. Exhale, gracefully flow forward. Fingertips to the floor. Inhale, palms come to shins, cow pose to the upper back. Exhale as you fold, fingertips to the earth. Inhale, rise once more. Exhale, palms together in front of heart center. Again, inhale, rise. Exhale, gracefully flow forward. Inhale, palms come to shins. Exhale, flow forward. Inhale, rise. And exhale, hands come to heart center and then hands to the hips. Our first little balance sequence here. Ground through your left foot, so spread your toes as best you can to create a wide base before 
stepping onto your left foot and bringing your right heel to a hover. So we want to keep the hips squared forward and at an even height. So already you might find that the right hip is higher than the left. Draw the right outer hip down as you lift into the left thigh. Okay, from here, bend your knee, thigh parallel to the floor, start to make big circles with your right toes. Working a range of motion in your, into your ankle and then circles in the other direction. Maybe you're hearing some popping here, either in your own ankle or in mine. Okay, heel makes a big circle, moving into the knee. Few times in one direction and then in the other, trying to keep that left hip from hitching up or hiking up. And then with the knee moving into the hip, try to create as wide a range of motion as you can, bringing it in, bringing it up, bringing it out, and then in the other direction. And then when you are complete, heel back to a hover. Hips back to square, and release the right foot. Shake out the hips, shake out the leg, and we got a second side. So right foot grounds. This is all tuning up. Um, press the right foot down as you bring the left heel to a hover. And then find your drishti point, your uh, soft but focused gaze, maybe on the floor, maybe on the wall. And then knee bends, toes circle. And personally, having had a broken leg in the past, it's, um, these are drastically different from side to side, so notice your own differences, maybe from injury, maybe from a lifetime of being one-sided. And then uh, circles in the other direction, with the heel, moving into the knee, and in the other direction. And sometimes, Think about injuries is what really makes the practicing practice interesting. Uh, and then knee moving into the hip. It's not to say that you should be upset that you haven't had injuries. <laughs> okay. Uh, and in the other direction. And when you're complete, back to a hover. And release the left foot. Okay, this time bring your feet together. Face the big toes and inner heels touch. If this is not an option for you, keep your feet apart, but place a block between your thighs. So as the feet come apart, you don't want your knees to buckle. Okay, we're going to do our awkward chair flow. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead, reach up, exhale, and gracefully fold forward. Inhale, palms come to shins, extend your chin and chest. Exhale, fold once more, walking your fingertips behind your heels this time and sitting into your imaginary chair. Weight shifts to the fingertips and heels as the hips sink low. Now tuck your chin to your chest, pull your forehead towards or someday to your knees. Round your spine. Pull your waistline and belly button away from your thighs as you tuck your tailbone to your heels. Ankles and knees gently pull together and look forward. Keep your hips low, waistline back as you reach your arms forward. Now begin to peel your chin and chest away from the floor, sweeping your biceps back towards or maybe someday behind your ears as you peel your gaze and heart skyward. 
Keep your hips sinking low, ankles, knees together, waistline back, tailbone tucks towards your heels. Hold. Soften your face and breathe for five, four, three, two, one, and fold. Hips high, head low, exhale here. Inhale, palms come to shins, extension and chest forward. Exhale and fold forward. Inhale, rise up on a long breath. Exhale, palms come to heart center once again. Let's do it again. Inhale, sweep up. Exhale as you fold. Inhale, rise halfway. Exhale, fold. Walk your fingertips back. Sink your hips low. Round your spine, chin to chest. Tailbone towards your heels. Look forward, arms forward. Reach forward as you pull your waistline back, peel chin and chest away from the floor. Keep your hips low. Weight in the heels, ankles and knees together, waistline back, cat to the low back, cow to the upper back. Look up, curl up, five, four, three, two, one, and fold. Exhale here. Inhale, palms to shins. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise on a long breath, arms overhead. Exhale, right arm underneath your left arm. Cross your arms above the elbows. Wrap your forearms. Bring your palms together. If you can't reach palms, grab shoulders today. Today, pull elbows down. Lift your chest up. Shoulders away from your ears. Sit down into your bar stool. Not as, not as low as your previous chair. Weight in the left foot. Right leg lifts up. The higher you cross your leg, the more room there will eventually be to wrap your right foot behind your left ankle. So if you have the space, wrap the foot. If the foot is wrapped, shift your knees to the right. Eventually line up your ankles, knees, elbows, and wrists at the middle line of your posture. Elbows pull down as your chest continues to lift. Upper body draws back as you sink weight deeper into your hips. Soften your face and keep breathing always. And inhale, unwrap, sweep your arms up, look up, exhale, second side, left arm underneath your right, wrap your arms above the elbows, forearms and palms, wrap, elbows pull down as your chest continues to lift, draw your shoulder blades down your back, sit into your imaginary bar stool, right foot grounds as left leg lifts, point your toes, or in time, wrap your left foot behind your ankle. Shift your knees now to the left, lining up ankles, knees, elbows, and wrists. Elbows pull down, chest lifts up, upper body draws back. Weight in the standing foot heel as your hips sink lower. Opening up your wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. Five, four, three, two, and one. Unwrap, sweep up, reach up, look up, and exhale, fold forward. Inhale, palms come to shins, extension and chest. Exhale, fold as you step back into your tabletop position. Spread your fingers and your palms, place your wrists below your shoulders. Inhale, belly and chest down, tailbone and gaze lift into cow pose. As you exhale, move into cat pose, chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the ceiling. And back again, inhale, cow. Exhale, cat. And if you're like me, breath is a little quick at this time. So allow your movement to reflect your breath. And then maybe as we're here for 
several rounds of breath, the breath and movement will begin to slow down in tandem. And back to a neutral spine. Gaze down and forward to the back of your neck as long and extend your right leg straight behind you. If you don't have the space, then um, move yourself forward. Okay, heel is lifted to the height of your hip. And let's begin with toes pointing down. So foot is flexed. Extend your left arm forward. And in between, keep that engagement of your upper abdomen. Lengthen the lower spine, tailbone reaches back as heart extends forward. Point your right toes now, bend your right knee, and reach back for the inside of your foot or ankle. If you can grab the foot or ankle, get a good grip, and then begin to kick your right thigh away from the floor. Left shoulder blade sinks deeply onto the back of your chest. Heart extends forward, tailbone back. Left shoulder blade melts deeply onto the back of your chest. Right thigh gradually lifts higher. And then release. Left hand, right knee back to the floor. Left leg extends back. First with the foot flexed, toes pointing down. Right arm extends forward, reach forward, extend back, heart forward, tailbone back. In the center, there is that stability of lower ribs knitting together. Point your toes, bend your knee, reach for the inside of your foot or ankle with the right hand. Once you have a grip, kick the foot into the hand, allowing the right shoulder to melt deeply onto the back of the chest. Left thigh lifting away from the floor. Point the toes towards the ceiling. And again, in the middle, some semblance of stability, of tone. So as we move into our back bends today, thinking about that stability and strength for the low back. And then release the knee and the hand back to the floor. Okay. Walk your knees about three or four inches back. Tuck the toes under. And then again, ground through the knuckles of your fingers. So the fingers themselves. Actually, for this one, put your fingerprints on the floor. So press your fingerprints into the mat, then ground through the knuckles of your fingers and begin to shift your hips back towards your heels, keeping that pressure in your hands. Lift your wrists. Lift your outer armpits away from the floor. Draw your shoulders away from your ears. Keep your hips sending back and then lift your knees slowly, gradually off of the floor. Head can be heavy. Drop your head towards the floor and then one leg at a time extends, walking your downward facing dog to begin the pose. So one leg Bends, the opposite heel reaches to the floor, and then side to side. Pushing the heels towards the floor one at a time, exploring the range of motion along the back of each leg in turn.
If there's a tighter side, give that side more attention. Give that side a little more time to surrender, to release, to grow. And then back to stillness. Press your hands down and forward, lift your hips up and back. Right leg lifts straight up and back. Brief three-legged dog, look to the front of your mat and exhale. Lunge your right foot forward. Create a long stride. So you want your ankle directly below your knee, lift it onto fingertips or fists on either side of your front foot. Melt your hips down and forward till your right thigh is parallel to the floor, then lift through your left thigh. Back leg straight and strong, chin and chest forward. Legs are at once expanding, lengthening, and drawing into the midline. So feet scissor towards one another as you extend your heel back and extend your right knee forward. Maintain this position with your legs and then bring your left palm to the floor, putting your right hand to your right thigh. Continuing to extend the crown of your head forward, keeping your spine long. Now press your right hand into your right thigh as you shift your left ribs towards your right inner thigh. Stack your shoulders as you look up. Take your right arm to the sky. Keep your back inner thigh lifted, your left hip at the same height as your right hip. And if you'd like, start to open up your embrace to the entire sky. Shift your left ribs even more deeply to your right thigh. Wrap your left ribs towards the floor. Look up, tilt your head back, and then look forward, release your hand down. Release your left knee to the earth and walk your right foot left of center. Flex your right foot and then roll onto the razor edge of your right foot as you wind your right knee out to the right. Scissor your legs together. Right foot pulls back, left knee draws forward. And then upper body walks at an angle to the left. Draw your right outer hip back and down. So wrap the right outer hip towards the back of your mat and to the floor. And then either choose to stay here or maybe forearms come to the floor. Chest moves forward, shoulders away from your ears. Either choose to stay here or lift your left knee off of the floor. Working strongly, actively into the right hip. What are you feeling? Can you relieve some of that feeling? It's probably intense. Can you stay with it? Can you breathe through it? And then left knee down if it's up. Walk your way back to center. Send your right foot back, downward facing dog. Walk your dog, setting up for the second side. Hands press down and forward, hips lift up and back, head releases, heart forward, inhale, left leg lifts. Look forward and exhale, left foot forward. Same long stride on fingertips or knuckles, hips shift down and forward till left thigh is parallel to the floor. Right inner thigh lifts, back leg straight and strong. Extend back through your heel, pull forward through your heart. Again, this idea of constant extension and contraction. Keep your legs as they are, right hand to the floor, left hand to your thigh. Press your palm into your thighs, you shift your ribs towards your thigh, stacking your shoulders without allowing the right hip to drop. 
Keep the right thigh active and lifting. Left arm to the sky, look up. If you'd like, open it up further. Heart open to the, open to the sky. Left ribs wrapping towards the floor. All the while, the back leg stays active. Heel reaching back, head reaching forward. Look down, release back. Right knee to the floor, heel toe your left foot right of center. Flex your foot, ankle stays straight as you roll to the razor edge of your left foot. Left knee winds out to the left. Wrap your left outer hip back as you scissor your legs together. Right knee draws forward as your upper body angles now to the right at about a 45 degree angle. So either choose to stay here if this is plenty for your hip or start to come down onto forearms. Chest pulls at an angle to the right, shoulders away from the ears. Either choose to stay here or lift that right knee off of the floor. Right inner thigh lifts. Allow, the, allow gravity to draw your hips down as you wrap your left hip back. Be present with your experience here. So not just going through it, but getting into it. And then right knee back to the floor. If it's up, right left foot back to the floor. And press back, downward facing dog. I think my regular students would be disappointed if we didn't do some push-ups. So inhale, shift forward to plank position. Exhale, lower down with control, possibly coming to your knees if hips are sagging. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. That's one. Inhale, shift forward. Exhale, lower down, possibly coming to knees. Inhale, press up. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. For the last three of the first set, ground your index finger knuckle throughout. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. Last two. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you back. Last one, best one. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you back, downward facing dog. Inhale to come forward. Exhale, knees to the earth. And slowly lower your chin and chest to the floor and then lie on your belly. Okay, chin on the floor, arms at your sides, not like I'm doing because I'm pregnant. So you come down. Um, chin on the floor, arms at your sides. Point your toes. Lift your right leg up off of the earth. Reach through your toes, lengthen along the top of your foot, and then lift your leg higher. So keep the front side of your right hip down, front side of your hip down, perfect. And then lift your leg as high as you can without lifting the hip. And then exhale, release your right foot down. Right leg can relax for now as you engage your left leg. Point your toes, lengthen along the front of your leg the front of your ankle, and then slowly begin to lift your left leg, keeping your left hip on the floor, strengthening the low back, point and lift, and then exhale, release the left leg back to the floor. Now, all ten toes pointed, squeeze your legs together, tops of the feet on the floor, tops of the feet on the floor still, bring the base of your big toes to touch, 
If you can, bring your inner heels to touch. Keep the tops of your feet actively pressing down as you activate the muscles of your legs. So as you activate your legs, your kneecaps will lift off of the floor, or at least move in that direction. Okay, extend your tailbone towards your heels to lengthen your lower spine, and then tuck your tailbone forward. Feel the front of your pelvis press into the earth. Keep your legs like that, interlace your fingers at your low back. Point your elbows towards the ceiling, and then pull them towards one another as you wrap your shoulder blades onto your back. With an inhale, chin and chest peel away from the floor as you begin to straighten your arms, reach your knuckles towards your heels, pull your wrists eventually together. Good, and gradually take off. Each inhale, inflate the inner body, each exhale, float the chest away from the floor. Squeeze the legs, begin to lift the feet, the knees, the lower thighs. Good. All right, beautiful pose. Engage the entire back body. Chest explodes forward. Gaze lifts up. Exhale and release. Beautiful. Left cheek to the floor. Arms at your side. Shoulders roll forward. Big toes touch. Heels widen apart. And let go. How fully can you move? From a moment of full engagement to a moment of complete release. Work on that transition. Be present. Opportunity to reconnect with your breathing and deepen it. Okay, same posture again. Point your toes, squeeze your legs, lift your kneecaps, interlace your fingers behind your back. Maybe bring the opposite thumb in front to the interlace that feels slightly more awkward or maybe drastically more awkward. Elbows towards the ceiling, elbows draw together as you wrap your shoulder blades onto the back of your chest. Inhale and gradually take off. So you don't need to move into your full expression on the first breath. Allow the breath and time to grow the pose. Chest lifts, legs lift, legs squeeze together, toes point, engaging your back body, strengthening your back body, a long life for your spine. Lift up, look up, curl up, and exhale, let it go. Right cheek to the floor, shoulders roll forward, arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart. And again, find yourself here, supported on your mat. Release into the support of the earth beneath you. And chin on the floor, tuck your toes, send yourself back into Downward facing dog. Hips press up and back. Head releases down. Lengthen along the back of each leg. Releasing your heels deeper towards the floor. As you lift along the front sides of your legs, try to diminish the crease at the front of your ankles as your kneecaps lift towards your hips. Inhale, lift your right leg straight up and back so that your toes and the top of your kneecap are pointing straight towards the floor. 
So just like we lifted the leg as we lay on the floor on our bellies, lift with the inner right thigh. The outer hip rolls down as the leg lifts higher and higher. As the right leg lifts, allow the left heel to melt deeply towards the floor as you engage along the front of your left leg. Lift into your left kneecap. And then look to the front of your mat. Exhale, lunge your right foot forward. So this isn't our usual transition into this, but we'll try something new. Okay, turn. Everybody, uh, oh man, never mind, this is so awkward. Okay, let's come back to a lunge. Sorry, I'm not going to do what I said I was going to do. Um, and then walk your hands to the inside of your right thigh. Again, keeping the legs at that same lunged position, but moving your chest about 45 degrees to the right. Everyone, push your hips to the right. Exaggerate that. Press your hips to the right side of your mat using the strength of your left thigh. Keep your left thigh that active and then scoop your tailbone to the front of your mat. So right side of your tailbone draws to the front of your mat as your right outer hip pulls towards the back of your mat. And then start to walk your hands at that angle forward. Head releases down. Hands press down and forward. Heart melts down and forward as left thigh presses your hips to the right. Right side of your tailbone tucks towards the top of your mat. And then walk your hands back to center and send it back. Downward dog. Inhale, left leg lifts. Same concentration on three-legged dog. Even weight in the hands. Knee and toes point straight down. Wrap your left outer hip down as you lift through your right inner thigh. Leg gradually lifts higher with some focus on the right heel melting down as you engage the front of the right leg. So all these things happening at once. Lift the leg to its highest expression. Look forward and left foot lunges forward. Same long stride. Angle the upper body to the right. Hips press to the left. So use the right thigh to press the hips to the left and then scoop the tailbone, not only towards the front of your pelvis, but towards the front of your mat. So kind of at an angle. Keep your legs and hips like that. Walk your hands forward. So this is like a downward dog lunge. Hands shoulder width distance, knuckles ground, head releases, outer armpits lift, heart melts down and forward. Breathe, notice, stay here, body and mind. Walk your hands back, press back, downward facing dog. Hips up and back, head releases down. Inhale to come forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press, possibly coming to knees. Exhale, hips move you up and back. Second set of five. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you back. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you back. Two more. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. 
Exhale, hip sleeves you back. Keep those index knuckles down. Inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. And release to your knees. Knees together this time. Send your hips towards your heels. Head releases towards the floor. And slowly walk your way up to seated. Okay. As promised, we'll continue on with our tripod headstand, but first we'll do our wide-legged forward fold. So let's today face the brick wall for a change. Been going over that green wall a lot lately, so turn to face the brick wall today. Stand up, stand at the center of your mat. Have your blocks handy in front of you for our wide-legged forward fold. So you may or may not find that you need the blocks, but they'll be there if, in fact, you do need them. Step your feet wide apart, and today, line your heels up with the back of your mat. That will let you know exactly where your heels are as you fold forward. Take a wide stance, as wide as is comfortable to begin, and then turn your heels in, or turn your toes in just slightly, so very minimally pigeon-toed. And hands on the hips, chin and chest towards the sky, shoulder blades wrap onto your back. Engage your legs. So feel the distribution of weight in your feet. Shift weight to your heels, engage your thighs, lift your kneecaps. Then ground through the base of your big toe and the base of your little toe on each foot evenly. Look up, chest to the sky. Exhale, hinge at your hips and bring your wrists below your shoulders. Okay, be here. Let's not skip the step. Press your thighs back, lift your kneecaps up, and just as we did in our forward folded position, the extended forward fold, pull your chest forward, shoulder blades onto the back, shoulder blades away from your ears. So cow pose to the upper back. Get that engagement at the back side of your heart as you extend your chest forward. And then exhale, bring the length of your spine extending towards the floor. So crown of the head reaches down towards your mat as you walk your hands back. Fingertips remain pointing towards my wall. Hands and wrists and elbows remain shoulder width distance apart. Eventually, you're walking your hands back to line up with your toes. And then once you reach there, the next step would be walking your hands back to line up with your heels. Since your heels are at the back side of your mat, this will mean that your hands are walked all the way off the back side of your mat in time. And now for the blocks. So... Goal here to get the head on the floor. So that's one, one, that's the direction we're moving. So if your head does not reach the floor today, then make a stack of blocks and get your head grounded. Good. So yeah, it might be blocks. It might even just be the length of the blanket that you need. It might be more blocks than you have today. <laughs> But this is one fortunate, this is one that I find so gratifying because, at least as a teacher, um, there have been extended periods where I've taught this pose every single day, and I've had, I've had the blessing of uh, many regular teachers in that, or regular students in that span, 
and really seen progress, seen people who had their heads on two blocks to start now putting their heads all the way on the floor. So just over the course of a few breaths here, you might already begin to see things opening up along your back, the back sides of your legs, along the length of your spine. So as you fold forward here, weight shifts forward in the feet. So heels lighten a little bit as they stay on the floor and weight shifts down into the knuckle of your index or your <laughs> the big toe and your small toe evenly. So don't leave out that small toe. Ground through the outer edge and inner edge of both feet evenly and then extend through your head. So if your head is on that surface, just like we stood on the floor and extended through our feet, stand on your head, extend through the crown of your head, lifting your outer hips higher as you roll weight forward. Beautiful. Good. Shoulders up away from your ears. Good. And then slowly hands walk back forward, hands to your hips, elbows to the sky, inhale and rise up, heel toe your feet gingerly together if you're really feeling the backs of your legs at this time. And we will come into our inversion time. So as I said, I've been um, instructing this uh, tripod headstand. So I'll give you that option. This is not a good option for everyone. Um, you'll know immediately when putting weight down into your head if it feels appropriate to come up into a tripod headstand. It is almost, I, I keep saying it, I feel like a tripod headstand is about 90% in the head. <laughs> so um, as opposed to a, um, for, a headstand done on your, with your forearms where I feel like the weight is more evenly distributed. Okay, so I'm going to uh, demonstrate this and give you several options to work with. So what we've been doing all month is working on this transition from a wide-legged forward fold to a tripod headstand. So uh, just as we did a moment ago, I'm going to come into my tripod headstand. So for me, this um, I would advise not trying the transition until you're at that point where your head can be on the floor in the forward folded position. So I'm gonna take my hands uh, at an equilateral triangle. So keeping my elbows bent at 90 degrees, elbows over my wrists, Head and hands. Shoulders pull away from my ears as I press my head strongly into the floor to keep the integrity of my neck. Press my head down as I roll weight forward in my feet. So I'm gonna continue the trend of rolling weight forward to lift my hips higher. And then feet float off of the floor, legs draw together. And one, um, one thing that happens a lot in the tripod headstand is the hips press back, legs come forward. So I'm going to activate my legs skyward, pull my thighs back, waistline in, tailbone towards the ceiling, shoulders away from my ears, head pressing down. So I'm really just using my hands to keep me balanced here. Really not too much weight is in the hands here. It's all pressing down through my head and then coming back in the same manner. Okay, so that's just the uh, fancy, uh, it's a fancy way to get up into a tripod headstand. If you'd like to try a uh, tripod headstand but are not ready to make that transition, you can do it with your head just a couple inches from the wall. 
coming up through a downward facing dog position. And one good way to test whether you feel, whether you're gonna feel strong in a tripod headstand is just to come to this tripod, for, <laughs> tripod dog position and take your hands off of the floor. So as I said, I'm really focusing on pressing my weight down through my head, shoulders away from my ears. And then one leg can lift, kick my feet to the wall, kick my hips to the wall, and then have the support of the wall as I pull my shoulders up, press my head down, and just a safe way to work balance into the pose. Okay. So if tripod headstand is not it for you, you can do another inversion that you know. If you're not familiar with an inversion, always um, legs up the wall is some, an easy way to invert. So that would just be taking a blanket to the wall, swinging the legs up the wall, having the hips, a little, hips higher than the heart, heart a little higher than the head. So um, we'll just be here a couple minutes experimenting. So I'll t I can talk you guys through that tripod headstand at the wall. If you're against that mirrored wall, please switch to a wall that does not have a breakable surface on, attached to it. I'll move my mat out of the way as I'm taking up a lot of space right now. Um, so yeah, if, if you are afraid, then consider where that fear is coming from. Is that fear uh, giving you good advice to maybe not do something that um, could be painful in the near future? Or is that fear just stemming from a place of, I haven't done this before, I don't want to fail? Good. Um, take, next time, the hands should be closer together. So you got a pretty wide base, but that looks fantastic. So hands a little closer, and make sure your wrists are directly below your elbows. But that was fantastic. I hate to bring you down. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Do you want to make help Do you want to do legs up the wall? Okay. So you can just um, bring your hips off to the side okay. and work your legs up okay. like that. So. Good. Stop. Really looking nice. Good. Mary, beautiful. Keep the elbows in a little bit. Shoulders away from your ears. Good. Jeremy. Okay. You got uh, really good, but keep that alignment. Thighs towards the wall. Tailbone towards the ceiling. Good. Yeah, so you see, I'm seeing you. The weight is in your head. You're just working those arms for balance. Shoulders out of your ears. Press your head down. Really get that stability, the length in your neck. You don't want your neck to be short in this pose. Good. Nice variations. So if you have any questions, you can call me over. Um, everyone, once you're done with whatever um, inversion you've chosen today, We'll all just meet back in a child's pose. So I try to make, I'm trying to make a um, habit of giving you guys this time for inversions and giving you options, but there's al always I would like to keep this time kind of free to what inversions you feel most, um, <laughs> most drawn to for your practice. So whenever you're complete, let's everybody move towards complete in the next 30 seconds. Find your way into a child's pose. This can be taken with knees together or knees apart, arms forward or arms back. 
So you can almost think about the poses that you take as being secondary to this idea of being present. That being present is your ultimate goal, the underlying theme of every time you uh, step onto your mat. The asana practice, the posture practice of yoga is often referred to as a moving meditation. So utilizing, using the shapes as a way to create new sensation, create new awareness throughout our bodies, deepening our experience of embodiment, but also using these um, physical experiences to keep our minds present, to give us something to focus on for at least a brief time in our days. So can you continue that even in these quiet moments, even in these uh, less, maybe less physically demanding points in the practice? And as you're ready, walk your way back to seated. And you can either stay in your new position in the room or if you felt more comfortable in your previous uh, place in the room, you can move your mat back. When you're ready, find your way to lie on your back. You will benefit from your blocks here. So if your blocks are far away, find your way to a block. And we'll just do a couple more back bends. Pull your heels in towards your hips. Uh, I'm going to instruct three, uh, three back bends from this position. So it might be that you follow me through um, two bridge poses and then we'll take a bound bridge. Or you might like to uh, do a wheel practice here or some other form of back bending that you want to do is fine here. So again, there's a little freedom here, but I will instruct you through uh, a couple of things. Okay, so um, I'm advising today that you place a block between your thighs. So block at its lowest setting. Heels in towards your hips. Feet are parallel to one another. And as I've been uh, emphasizing a little bit today, again, let's here spend the time to connect with the upper abdomen. So knit the lower ribs together. Lengthen your tailbone away from your head. So extend your tailbone, rocking your pelvis forward. Okay, so establish that length in the lower spine and now begin to lift your hips away from the floor. Interlace your fingers behind your back. And one at a time, tuck your shoulder blades deeply onto the back of your chest. Again, creating that crease behind your heart as your shoulder blades pull together. Knuckles reach away from your head. Ground through the inner edges of your feet. Keep a gentle grip on your block as you lift your hips higher. 
Tilt your chin towards your chest, lengthening along the back of your neck as you expand your heart towards your chin. Notice the posture here. Notice how this shape allows your entire back body to peel away from the floor, each vertebra lifted. Weight is on the shoulders, shoulders pressed down. Weight is on the feet, feet ground, especially paying attention to ground through the inner edges of your feet as your outer hips lift higher. Look at your chest. If one side of your chest is higher than the other, how can you use your mind, how can you use your breath to lift that lower side, expand that shorter side of your body? And then allow your hips to release. Fingers on tuck. Fingers on legs, shoulders on tuck. Resist the urge to pull your knees into your chest as we have a couple more back bends to go. But if you'd like, you can remove the block temporarily and walk your feet apart, allowing your knees to fall together. So just a subtle expansion of the lower back if you're feeling uh, sharp compression or um, discomfort in the low back. Okay, so I'll instruct that same one again. You'll have the, you can have the option of doing a wheel pose if you'd like, if that's what feels like it would be best for your practice today. Heels, hip width distance apart, feet parallel, block between the thighs, arms at your sides, just as we did the first time. Feet ground, hips lift, interlace your fingers again. Try to figure out that awkward interlace of your fingers. And then tuck your shoulder blades one at a time, lifting the upper vertebra of your spine off of the floor. Inner feet ground as your outer hips lift, extend through your knees. No death grip on the block, but just slightly gripping the block. Uh, really curiously here, thinking about the inner thighs moving down towards the floor, expanding the lower back as you lift the hips higher. Roll the heart towards the chin, tuck your chin towards your chest. Back of the shoulders press down as heart lifts and peels towards the chin. Again, pay attention to your own imbalances. Is one side shorter, one side lower. Lift into that shorter lower side. Lengthen through that shorter knee. And then release the hips down. Untuck your shoulders. Lay your upper body and your head flat on the floor. If you'd like, remove the block. Walk your feet apart. Allow your knees to fall together. Again, work at these transitions. Smooth fast transitions from engagement to release. Be here now. And last one, optional uh, wheel pose, optional uh, bridge pose as we've done, or I'll give you a third option. Four, I'll give you two more options in fact. Okay, block between the thighs, feet parallel. Continue to walk your heels in towards your hips. And option A would be to slide your hands underneath your heels with your palms face up. So heels now pressing into palms. Already, depending on the proportions of your body, this might mean your hips are lifted off of the floor. 
So that's option A. Option B would be to grab the outside edges of the ankles. That's going even a little deeper into the bind. If you've taken a bind or not, tuck your shoulders underneath your chest one at a time. If you've taken the bind, try to ground through your heels as you lift through your hips, keeping that gentle grip on the block. Again, consider how crazy it would be for the inner thighs to try to drop that block towards the floor as your outer hips lift higher. Heart rolls towards the chin, chin tucks towards the chest, shoulders press into the floor, upper back arches, tailbone lengthens, feel the front side of your body open, thighs, belly, chest. And as you're ready, release the hips down, untuck your shoulders, remove the block, temporarily allow the knees to fall together. And then heels in towards your hips, draw your right knee in towards your chest. Interlace your fingers along the front side of your shin, your right shin. Pull your right knee at an angle towards your right armpit and then extend your left leg straight out in front. Heel grounds, calf grounds. Pulling the left thigh along the right, or pulling the right thigh in and up, compressing at the front of the hip and the right abdomen. And then let that go. Foot back to the floor, left foot back to the floor. Left knee draws up towards the armpit, interlace the fingers. Knee pulls up towards the armpit as thigh pulls down towards the floor, gripping with the hands into the shin, heads of the arm bones towards the floor, back of the neck long, right leg extends, heel and calf to the floor. Compressing the left front of the hip, left side of the abdomen, and then let it go, both feet to the floor and then both knees into the chest. Wrap your arms around the fronts of your legs. You can grab wrists. If you can, grab forearms. If you can, grab elbows. Okay, so instead of rolling into a ball here, we're gonna extend the back body on the floor as much as possible. So lengthen along the back of your neck as your head grounds. Pull the heads of your arm bones towards the floor, bringing your thighs strongly into your abdomen. Lengthen your tailbone towards the front of the mat so more of your lower back flattens against the floor. And then let that go. Feet back to the floor. Flex your right foot, cross your right ankle over your left thigh. Draw your left knee in towards your chest, interlace your fingers either behind your thigh or if it feels okay, interlace your fingers in front of your shin. Widen your right knee away. Keep the back of your neck long, targeting your right hip in this pigeon shape, or also called threading the needle or figure four shape. Focus on the right hip, focus on release, focus on slowing down your body and breath. So allow the postures to lessen in complexity and um, 
challenge. Be with stillness in this shape. And let the left foot fall back to the floor. Uncross your legs. Cross your left ankle over your right thigh. Left foot flexed. As you widen your left knee away from your chest, draw your right thigh in, interlacing your fingers behind the thigh or in front of the shin. Keeping the back of the head on the floor, shoulders pulling towards the earth, focusing on the left hip. And rather than always thinking about working harder to create expansion, to create depth in these postures, can you focus on letting go, surrendering some of the tension that your body is holding on to? Let the foot release back to the floor. Take the feet as wide as your mat, and then just allow the knees to fall to the right with an exhale. An inhale will bring them back through center, and an exhale allowing them to fall to the left. So just the ancient, ancient movement of windshield wipering your legs. And you can move with your breath. You can pause on side to side. You can take a moment to appreciate the squishiness of this floor. So um, in some poses, like balance poses, it's a bit of a liability in other poses like this where you're getting a nice massage of your back body into this giving surface. It's really a treat. And then do any final subtle movements that you'd like before making your way to lying on your back for Savasana. In all honesty, we'll have about six minutes for Savasana today. So as you're ready, find your way to lying on your back. We didn't do an excessive amount of back bends today, but if you are feeling any residual discomfort in the low back, it might be nice to roll up a blanket or take a bolster underneath your knees. That bend in the knees will just allow your low back to ground and lengthen a little more fully. As you come to this pose many times over your yoga practice, really find a way to make it comfortable for yourself. I always find that a little bit of padding underneath my head really helps to keep weight in my neck. Or if you'd like, cover yourself with a blanket. As you find the shape, make sure your heels are at a wide angle. Arms at an angle at your sides so that your limbs are not touching your sides, not touching each other.
sense to have the aid of the rain on the roof helping us relax. observe the body and mind at rest. You might observe the body's tension to tense. Face scrunches. This generosity with yourself, softness with yourself. If that happens, just again allow release, or allow surrender.
Invite movement back into your extremities, moving your fingers and toes. And if you like, you can rock your arms, your legs, and the back of your head from side to side. Knees bend one at a time, right arm extends along your right ear before rolling onto your right side and releasing your chest. Take this moment in transition out of your practice and reflect. Consider your effort just to get here this morning, first hurdle, and then your effort throughout the practice to stay present, to observe, move your body into these shapes, of your, observe your body's reaction to the shapes, and thus exploring and expanding your experience of embodiment. So thank yourself for all of the effort you put forth this morning. Keeping your eyes closed, press your way back to a comfortable seated position. Just taking a moment to sit well, grounding through your sits bones, rooting to the earth as you grow tall through your spine. Bring your palms together in front of your heart. We'll close practice by chanting the single sound of Om together. Exhale and inhale. Thank you all for your hard work, focus, and participation. I am truly grateful for this time I have to spend in this room practicing with each of you. Namaste. Thank you guys. Um, Thank you.